Chris Frank Games. Uh, this is a video game podcast, and uh, my name is uh, Chris Dots, and uh, we got Frank White here as well. Frank, how's it going? It is going great. Frank, I say this every time we record on a Saturday morning, but remember the days when you'd wake up <laughs> on sat- Saturdays and rush down to the TV and make a bowl of cereal? And uh, watch uh, Transformers or He-Man or Batman, the animated series. Anytime my kids are like, nah, I want to watch this show, I'm like, I have to explain that to them. It doesn't register. They're like, what? No, you just go to the iPad and you tell it the show that you want to watch. No, you had to, <laughs> wait, you had to wait a week if you missed it. Yeah. Saturday, yeah. The only time it was kids' day was like Saturday morning uh, for the most part. And uh, here we are today. Uh, at 7 and 9 a.m. respectively, <laughs> and uh, drinking coffee, talking about video games. What? The times have changed. The times have changed, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Adults don't do things. They just talk about <laughs> doing them. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is a uh, video game podcast, and we're going to talk about video games. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I did not update the date on the uh, on the uh, thing, so it's not June 14th. It's June 22nd. Sorry about that. And uh, we don't, don't have, like, get confused in case you're basing your calendar around Chris Frank Games. Yeah, they're gonna apologize. be like they're gonna be like, wow, these guys uh, are looking into the future, talking about the news <laughs> of the future right here. So, or or we'll disrupt global productivity because everyone will be confused after watching this. <laughs> Yeah, it's very possible. So, um, by the way, uh, I was checking out that Joe Rogan episode where he was talking to uh, Bob Lazar. Have you, you know who this guy is? This Bob Lazar guy? No. Uh, he's uh, he's this guy that claims he worked over by like Area Fifty One and stuff like that. He's like this uh, physicist. He has like has a whatever he knows about like rocketry and stuff like that. And he says that th- they're studying. Like nine different like UFO like craft or something like that. Mm. They're from some sort of alien technology, and they were, they weren't like studying the whole thing. The whole groups were like segmented, so that you know only certain people knew certain things and all that stuff, just to keep it all like confusing and everything. And uh, I don't know, it's the way that he's describing this stuff. It's uh, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty crazy. Did he talk about the lawsuits? Was he involved in the lawsuits? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't that know would that, that would is. give his story more credibility. <clears throat> where are the lawsuits very well because like a bunch of people because they you know in in real world non-crazy person land uh they do you know classified like rocket fuel like experiments and and stuff like that there uh and a bunch of the contractors you know they fly out from vegas on a special plane um we're getting like cancer and respiratory problems Oh, and they yeah. tried to, you know, sue. They were trying to say it was an unhealthy work environment. Uh, and, yeah, it's really hard to sue Area 51, it turns out. And I think uh, they lost. Because uh, there's the so he- little information you can, like, you know. The thing that I can't talk about gave me cancer. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> alien. Yeah, the alien spacecraft. Uh, well, hey, it was alien cancer. Huh. So uh, they're not liable. It's not, it's not a human. I, it's I, it's the that. alien's fault. Yeah, that, you can say that's an act of God, I think, yeah. right? If this technology is, you, like, you, uh, magical. You can sue Grognak, but that's out of our jurisdiction. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we're going to pay him in. Anyways, <laughs> what is he going to get? Space bucks. <laughs> These worthless uh, space bucks. 
Yeah, one billion space bucks. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Can't even buy a hamburger. All right. Well, uh, I guess we can talk about video games for a second. Uh, big announcement. Big video game announcement and commercialism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Mario World for iOS and uh, Google Store, whatever thing. Cool. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's not super related to the original Dr. Mario. It's actually the pills are going up. Have you seen the gameplay of this? I, I have not. Pills so, are going up, huh? So the, so the yeah, the pill. <laughs> that's the new feature. The pills go up. <laughs> in this pills one. go up. You uh, you direct them into the mouths of uh, suburban uh, women with back pain. No, okay. Uh, no. So uh, yeah, so the pills go up, and then you you know you gotta connect the three uh, colors with the uh, little microbes and all that stuff, and you can actually like move the uh, the pills like left or right uh, with your finger. So it looks I don't know. It look, actually, I thought it looked pretty fun. And they kind of have this adventure mode thing where you you know they got you going through like a, you know one of those Super Mario World things where you're going from level to level. So that looks fun. However, okay. when you kind of read the description here, and I, I think I don't know, so I pulled this out. I think it was from Wario sixty four actually. Doctor Mario World IP pricing in app pricing can be used to purchase diamonds. Okay, this, so this is the, how do they make money, right? <laughs> Dr. Mario World in-app person. So it's free pricing. to play, I take it then. Yeah, free to play. Can be used to purchase diamonds to continue a stage, attain items, or restore stamina. Ooh, we got a and stamina meter in a puzzle game, huh? Yeah. Good I don't job, know, but I don't know about you, Frank, but that, just reading that, <coughs> just reading that makes me feel really icky. <laughs> just dirty, right? And I don't know. It's, I, I guess on one hand, it's kind of disappointing to kind of see Nintendo kind of make a Candy Crush. And I don't know. You know, who knows if it's like as bad. And by the way, I don't know. People say Candy Crush is a good game. You know what I mean? So I, I shouldn't hate on that because I've never <laughs> played it. But uh, yeah, I mean, if they're doing that, you know, who knows? I, I'm sure it's friendly gouging, but you know. That's know. Uh, um, this is something I've never seen before. You can pre-order a free-to-play game. Expected yeah. July tenth, and you can you can hit the button to get it, but you're pre-ordering it. I'm like, but it's free. What? what? Okay. Can you pre-order? Can you pre-order the space bucks? Is that Probably. possible? Uh, get the founders pack for ninety nine dollars. Yeah, you already know you're gonna be buying this shit yeah so you'll have to like i don't know you'll have to like buy stuff probably to like because i guess what happens with these candy crush games is that you know you get a couple of easy levels and then bam you hit like a super hard level and it's really tough to dif- figure out and you can do it but most normal human beings can't and you kind of have to pay to like go forward or something i, I guess that's kind of how it works so yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it you know it's not even out. We gotta you gotta judge it when it's actually out, right? <coughs> we have July till July tenth. <laughs> yeah, I'll hit the button now. Bam. Uh-huh. Well, according to the show, that's uh, eight weeks from now, but it's actually seven weeks. From now. <laughs> no, not like three weeks actually. Okay. All right. Uh, just other news. Really short. Uh, not a lot of news uh, this week. Everyone's kind of sleeping after EA. So. Uh, Respawn announced that they're gonna have a announcement of an. This is an announcement of an announcement. Announcement. <laughs> They're going to show off a triple-A VR game this fall. Okay. So I don't think that's hard to figure out because I've already said that like, another Titanfall game is coming out this year, right? So, I mean, it's kind of pretty much a Titanfall game, I would imagine. So That would make sense for VR being in a cockpit, doll. 
Yeah, that'd be fun, actually. Like a mech. Yeah. Being, like, strictly mechish. Um, yeah, you know what? That's, like, <laughs> now that I think about it, that'd actually be really, really fun in uh, VR. And it's built on uh, the build, or no, not the build engine, but the uh, the source engine, right? So uh, haven't they ported a lot of these source games, like, to VR already? Um, so. Well, yeah, there was, like, a lot of, like, you know, Team Fortress was an early early VR port kind of thing. I don't know how yeah, well it works, but... I think they've. Uh, I think Valve has kind of made it really simple to maybe port. So I don't know if that actually has anything to do with it. But um, it's going to be at Oculus Connect six, September twenty fifth to the twenty sixth. So there you go. Or it might be that Star Wars game in VR. It may have a VR mode. That's another possibility. Yeah. But they said it was new though, so it's not going to be like a uh, you know Titan one, <coughs> Titanfall one and two in VR. All right, super. It's, uh, Titan fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ticket alright and then I was like giving out uh, YouTube recommendations here I saw a uh, pretty um, pretty nice well whatever pretty good video uh, from My Life in Gaming uh, the channel which uh, makes pretty good content it's just basically these two guys talking about old video games and you know they were uh, you know in their teenage years during the Super Nintendo years and the N64 years so it's uh, right in uh, my mm-hmm. wheelhouse through our age yeah yeah for sure um yeah, so they did one about uh, M2, which I don't, <clears throat> you know, I didn't really know too much about it because they've basically been remaking, uh, not remaking, but um, emulating uh, Genesis games, and I'm not a big Genesis guy, uh, but uh, yeah, so it was a doc on the company in M2, they're in Japan, um, I think a couple former Hudsonsoft employees, I think that's what it was, but um, basically they kind of started, uh, you know, bringing back these, like, 8-bit and 16-bit games, arcade games and all this stuff. And, you know, a lot, a lot of it was, like, Sega stuff. And, again, I, you know, not really big on that, so I never really knew any, about any of this stuff. But they would make these ports and then, uh, like, add extra features, like save and, like, challenges, you know, and, like, all this extra stuff. So they kind of became known as a, uh, a studio that, you know, did these ports and then uh, actually went the extra mile and added stuff. And they have a real passion for like uh, shoot 'em ups too. Mm-hmm. They love they love the shoot 'em ups. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know. So if you have a lot of sixteen bit nostalgia, eight bit nostalgia, um, so you can check it out. It's interesting. So, so, all right, all right. That's all I had. Frank, do you have any? Um, no, not really. Well, I guess like, I have some tangentially related video game stuff. So if uh, if you have Amazon Prime, um, you have to search for it for some reason. Like they're not. It's it's a prime exclusive but they're not promoting it at all but uh um the uh the guy who directed drive uh nicholas winding reffin um uh he's got a tv show out called too old to die young uh and uh, i don't know not for everybody if you liked (laughs) maybe try watching like some of his post drive movies first to see if you're gonna be into this at all because he uh I don't know if he took the right lessons from the success of Drive. It's like, well, okay, what if everyone talks even slower? Um, so it's basically a 15-hour like crime movie that could easily be condensed down into like three hours, but it's got to have those uh, those long, long panning shots and <laughs> such. Um, but uh, but the video game connection here uh, is that uh, uh, Refn is good friends with Hideo Kojima. Which is why uh, 
his likeness is in Death Stranding. He he's a character named Heartman. Um, because apparently we got to name our Death Stranding characters after like uh, Mega Man villains, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, but uh, so I haven't actually gotten this far in because it's a long show. Like every episode is is almost feature length, or well, a lot of them are feature length. Uh, but uh, um, uh, so it's a crime drama, and it's it, the yakuza is involved, and uh, Kojima himself shows up uh, uh, in uh, the yakuza focused episode. So nice. There's some uh, there's some cross pollination going on there. <laughs> does he uh, does he talk absolute gibberish? Like, I, I I you know I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually gotten that uh, far yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me know if he's sprouting some crazy world conspiracy arms dealing like yeah. gibberish that doesn't make any sense. He's like, you know, it'd be cool with a a monkey with a metal diaper that's addicted to Coca Cola. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, I've been, I've been watching that in what little time I can get away from the kids. So. Nice, nice. All right, very cool. Kojima. Yeah, Kojima. Yeah, just a couple, uh, you know. His, his our, screen our acting artists. debut. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, let's, let's see, he's, he's want to be in, yeah, man. He, 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 he well, he wanted to, he wanted to make movies before he got into games. So, yeah. <laughs> and it shows. Yeah. Well, can't he just make his own movies now? I mean, you know, well, why is he still making games? I, uh, he's got his niche now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll be right back with the games we've been playing. All right. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing. And I'll just go really quick. So I've been, you know, plucking away at Spider-Man. I think I'm like 40%, 37%, something like that. But uh, I just, I'm not really, I kind of stopped doing the story missions for a minute just because <laughs> uh, I just, you know, when you're flying around, I just like doing, uh, I, I, I like breaking up the burger, you know, the burglaries, you know, the terrorist bombs and like all this other stuff and the, uh, you know, the fights and the muggings and all that stuff. I don't know. I, just, I really like the combat stuff so i guess to me it's like maybe more appealing uh to be doing the combat than like the story missions and that's kind of the thing about every freaking open world game is that it's kind of uh, the random stuff is more well, once you get to the dlcs the story missions are a lot more like strictly combat focused oh yeah, yeah. is that what the people wanted and they're like we'll give it to well I, I don't know because the those dlcs came out fast like they clearly had those yeah. like undergoing well <laughs> underway um but uh yeah, so the, I mean, the game it just in general gets more combat focused, kind of as it goes along. Um, I don't, have you gotten to the the Mary Jane stealth stuff? That's very divisive. Oh, oh yeah, the uh, where you gotta do the samurai puzzle or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm way past. There's that. a few I, kind of sections like that, and a lot of people. I mean, people just hate forced stealth in general. But yeah. I don't think I ever actually like failed on any of those because they're pretty easy and linear. Yeah, I so. think I failed the Mary Jane one once, 
but then I, man, I thought it was pretty. I mean, as long as you don't make it like difficult, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it breaks the pacing up, and you know, if you're <clears throat> uh, if you've but, been mainlining the story, you might need a uh, you know a gameplay change up at that point. So <laughs> I do remember thinking, man, I do not want to do this right now, though. <laughs> I do not want. To. <laughs> let, me, let me let me web some slings, you know, sling some webs, and then I'll say the uh, the other. Um, uh, open world, uh, especially like a Ubisoft trope, is like following a guy <laughs> or a person and not getting caught, like being seen by it. Well, these those missions are actually fun in Spider-Man because you're actually like, uh, yeah, slinging webs and moving around. The, you know, just moving around. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And um, so I, uh, I, I'm a little bit further than this, but the, the, I noted down the uh, the terrorism bomb scene at the uh, that speech that uh, what do you call it? The uh, the Oscorp guy <laughs> is giving Osborne is giving. And I was uh, I was kind of shocked that they uh, kind of actually put that in. You know, this is kind of a lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets dark there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, lighthearted. Uh, you know, Superman or you know Spider Man game, and damn, there's like a bomb, and all of a sudden it's like Jesus, you know. And uh, I, so I'm guessing the kid that you play that's the that's the Into the Spider Verse kid. Yeah, it's Miles Morales. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> I gotta say, just uh, you know, going through the fire and all that stuff. Uh, it's the best Naughty Dog scene that uh, sense of <laughs> Naughty Dog scene, basically. So it was. Uh, they have some really good set pieces, and God, I mean, how how do they? I don't know. I, I'm kind of amazed, like how well this game just kind of finally came together, and how well everything is just so polished and well done, and you know, even the annoying parts are like. You know, pretty <laughs> pretty well done. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. I don't know. Sometimes it's like, it's hard to get back into it after if you don't play it for a couple of days because you're like, damn, I'm gonna play this for like two hours if I get <laughs> like into it. You know. Yeah. And then sometimes I don't know. Sometimes those fights are like really hard. Although I'm getting better at combat. You know, once you start unlocking tricks and you get used to doing it, like the combat is just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Just zipping around. It's it stuff. is hard to I I. Especially with the DLCs, like I've got, I've got one left that I haven't done yet, and it's a little intimidating because it's like after you haven't played it for a few months, you know, it's got a relatively complicated control scheme, and you're jumping back in, you know, at max yeah. power with everything unlocked, and you know the enemies to match you at max power with everything unlocked, so it gets uh, it gets chaotic. <laughs> And it takes a yeah, while to get back into the yeah, dude. swing when you got, of things. When you got people shooting at you, and then you got those big-ass guys running at you, and then you got these guys with their freaking, uh, you know, uh, ghost arms, like, s- catching you in the air and stuff. Gee, it, it gets nuts, man. Yeah. Well, I, like, I don't... It, it can get frustrating, but when you're actually, like, in the groove, like, it's got a nice tactical thing where, you know, it's not particularly realistic for the Spider-Man canon that, like, oh, well, just because this guy is really large... That means Spider-Man can't just punch him straight up. Yep. Like, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man could still just punch him. But uh-huh. uh, uh, but for a gameplay perspective, like that adds that nice tactical element of like, you know, you need to change up your uh, uh, your moves and your 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 tools for the the situations. You know, taking out a rocket launcher guy versus a shield guy versus a stun baton guy versus a big fat guy uh, and then they they get real nuts when the like the paramilitary guys from the dlcs get in and you've got jetpack guys and oh yeah yeah that's that's another thing too i i really like the uh yeah they just nailed the story so well and like how yeah 
Oscorp like brings in their own like uh, like private military force yeah. with this crazy armor, and then they start sectioning off streets and stuff. So I'm just a little further than that. So I don't know how that stuff ends, but it's just yeah. Then all of a sudden, like uh, you know, oh yeah, after the terrorist event, you know, he talks about bringing in the force, and then all of a sudden I'm 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 running around the you know the the world and stuff, and then there's a fucking like divider down the wall <laughs> and stuff, and like these military tanks with these freaking guns on the yeah. top. It really, uh, it it really reminded me of Prototype in that, uh, uh, you know, it's an open world New York City game with really fun movement that, like, the city gets cordoned off more and more as you go along. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, and also we talked just about like the polish and the detail in that game. Um, when you the fast travel, I don't know how much fast travel you've even done because it's really, it's really just there for if you're pressed for time. Because most of the time you're like, well, I'll just swing my way over there. It'll take a minute longer. But uh, the the animations are really fun. And, like, they actually change it up based on the story. So you go ride the subway. And early in the game, like, you know, Spider-Man will be on his phone. Or, like, uh, a hobo will be sleeping on Spider-Man's shoulder. Um as he's just riding the subway like normal, which is hilarious. With you, you do the alternate costumes can lead to some <laughs> hilarious moments. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, um, once the city gets locked down by like the Sable mercenaries, uh, and you do the fast travel, the animation then is changed up to uh, Spider-Man's riding the outside of the train, and in the window you can just see some of the mercenaries standing around guarding oh, the yeah. train. So that's just that's. Just the amount of detail they put into that. It's like, all right, we'll have the animations for the loading for the fast travel like change up based on where you are in the story. Yeah, the whole world slowly changes um, um, as the story progresses, which is uh, super, super pretty cool. All right, so yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So, all right, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. All right, what you got for us? <clears throat> um, not a whole lot. I, I bought... Uh, I bought Bloodstained, uh, okay. because, you know, I had not, uh, I didn't really have a lot of interest because it like just watching the trailers and stuff was like, yes, yeah, this, this doesn't look like anything that special. And like people were very skeptical and it was suffering from Kickstarter success syndrome. Uh, and they even like retooled the whole, uh, visual style to appease the angry fans which is fine, like, that's, you know, that's cool to be responsive to, uh, to the community, um, though the actual, like, change seemed like a real lateral move to me, like, I watched the trailer where it's like, this is what it looked like before, this is what it looks like now, and I'm like, they both look fine, they look a little different, I I don't, I don't get it, but, uh, uh, doo-doo crying children, I have not made it through the opening cinematic yet, (laughs) oh yeah, um, but, uh, but I did have some time earlier in the week uh, um, to, uh, to play some Doom 2016. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it's actually not holding up as, as much as I thought. <laughs> are you, so are you like going back in the middle or like restarting it? Um, I, well, that's, that, that's kind of one of the things is it's been hard to figure out like where to, to go back to because... Um, uh, I, you know, at first I started like a whole new uh, save, but 
But then I don't have like the harder difficulties that I played on, like uh, unlocked. I I don't know what unlocks them, so I'm like, I don't really know what the point is of starting a new save at the same difficulty. Uh, you know, because it's you can still go back and play levels. You just a little more powered up because it does. If you just go back and replay like level one, uh, I think you've got all your upgrades and stuff, but uh, it limits the weapons you have to like what you would have you know, on your first playthrough, like, what you had access to. So, like, the first level, you basically just have, like, the shotgun and stuff. Um, and that's kind of how, how it adjusts progression for post-beating the game. Um, but I, I did mess around with the arcade mode, uh, which is which is actually a lot of fun. That was, I, I don't know when they added that. After I played it, but before now, obviously. Um, which is, so it's just replaying levels... Uh, with kind of the story stuff cut out, um, cutscenes and, and whatnot. Um, and then with a scoring system where you get bonuses for things like headshots or multi-kills, uh, and the glory kills and obviously, and then you get chaining them together. Uh, and then you've got your, your bonus multiplier that recedes that, uh, and you can actually like tactically hang on to, uh, um, power-ups because picking power-ups up like buys you a little it doesn't add to your score but it buys you time on your combo meter uh so you can kind of like string like one fight to another based on like all right there's just like a line of armor shards as long as i'm running over armor shards the whole way uh from this fight to the next one I'll be able to, to keep the combo uh, going between them, which is cool. Except it really shines a light on... And then when I went back and started just playing... Like, once I kind of got back into the swing of the combat, I started just going back through uh, the single-player campaign levels that I had missed stuff in. Like, oh, if I missed a secret or if I missed a challenge. Uh, so basically, I'm just going back for, like, 100% completion uh, through through that difficulty um and it's really like highlighting just how bad the navigation is in the uh the levels like the level design yeah. works for a combat standpoint like they have interesting arenas uh to jump around in but like the the downtime in between is just frustrating and boring because it's really hard to tell where you're supposed to go versus where you came from. Yes. Uh, cause you go into the, you know, you fight the, you go into this arena fight and you're like running around the room for, you know, five minutes killing things. And then when you're done, you're like, okay, which, which way did I come in? Which way am I supposed to leave? So the game has like a heavy, heavy over-reliance on, uh, um, like green, little green lights on things to kind of guide your way. Uh, so after a while, like you're just strictly looking for like, all right, what's lit up in green? But they're uh, super small and tiny and hard yeah. as hell to look. And also, isn't the way where you came also have green lights, right? They don't change the red. Uh, well, but they so. they they're generally just set up where you you only see them from one side because yeah. they're always like you... they're like on every ledge that you can grab, like yeah. the, the, all the ledges that you know. Oh, you're supposed to go this way, so there'll be just a little green light on the ledge so you can't you know once you're on the ledge looking back you don't see it but uh and then you know the map it's got a really great map which is kind of you know the a follow uh callback to original doom 
uh, which had which had a, a fancy auto map. Um, but yeah, it's just, I feel like I'm over relying on the map and the 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 like very obvious waypointing rather than like these areas having any kind of natural flow. And then when you factor in that you're looking for secrets and stuff too, yeah, the, the pacing gets really bogged down. Um, and so the arcade mode ends up just being a lot more fun because that way you're focused more on like, well, I'm going to, you know, it also, it makes the combat, I think more fun because, um, you know, you're not, you're, you're more incentivized to change things up for the scoring, uh, than, you know, just pure survival. So I guess I, I haven't tried playing on harder difficulties yet with the arcade mode. Maybe, maybe it gets frustrating, but, uh, um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I so just speaking about arcade mode. I played that and I uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I just didn't like the fact that if you died, you start the whole. Oh level yeah, over. that that is That's annoying. Because you uh, and I kept falling into pits. Yeah, anyway, these levels aren't. It's the whole. It's an entire single player campaign level, just somewhat streamlined. Uh, so yeah, it gets really like. And if you're hunting for a key, you missed like a, a colored key. That did, that's annoying. You're like, oh, my score, my beautiful score, my combo multiplier. <laughs> yeah, um, just give me give me either make the enemies really easy or give me a shit ton of life or, you know, make it a variable well, depending on I, I almost wonder if that's inspired. So in Doom Eternal, they've got a, a live system now where there are basically one-ups as collectibles. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, as long as you have one, uh, you get like an instant respawn. Uh versus you know going back to a checkpoint so if you die without a one-up it's just like dying in you know the doom as it exists now where you go back to the last checkpoint um but uh as if you have a one-up then you can just be like well uh, and i'm back uh which i think is really cool just because a lot of the i've noticed going back to it that a lot of my deaths are very uh like oh and i was Jumping around to avoid something, and I fell off the edge of the world, dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or you know, I was goof- I was goofing off and trying to do something silly, and got swarmed by a bunch of fireballs. Uh, so so yeah, I almost feel like that's going to lead to uh, um, people being more comfortable with higher difficulties and experimenting uh, with the combats in uh, Doom Eternal. So I'm not. It's you know I'm. I'm not having as much fun as I did the first time around, but it's not scaring me off of Doom, Doom Eternal yet. So, yeah, I I think what happened is that when they finally nailed the combat, they're like, we don't have time to actually like make really great great <laughs> levels. Let's just ship what we have, and then they had to ship it. I think that was my that's my theory. So hopefully they they went back and fixed a lot of those mistakes. Yeah, like maybe a lot of the level one. design was like more. Uh, um, doom three kind of like i think they were going for a doom three vibe at first and then realized that you know they're gonna have the the just the basic walking speed be a lot faster because yeah there's a lot of times uh where you're like oh this is a really like you know beautifully decorated hallway covered in you know guts and hell graffiti and they clearly did a really good job but there's nothing in here and i i walk at like 15 miles an hour so (laughs) it's gone it's i you didn't even need that room adios yeah. yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, like in Spider-Man, man, I'll like pass by something. I'll be like, wow, that looks awesome. And I saw it for two seconds, and they probably worked <laughs> on it for six months. Some some poor guy made yeah. it, rendered it for six months, and no one's going to see it. So, 
Yeah, well, some people will see. <laughs> oh, but, but one other complaint for Spider-Man. All these other games, you, you push up to, for health, and I it push up is the camera, so I'm continuously pushing up <laughs> on the D-pad. Uh, and it brings up my camera instead of uh, the health, and health is on the the down button, the deep button. Mm-hmm. All right. You got anything else? Um, no, not a whole lot. So Okay. All right. Well, life life, uh, life happens, folks. So. Yeah. All right. Finds a way. Let's, uh, yeah. Uh, let's uh, get back to life and uh, end the show right here. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Check out the show on, on YouTube and make sure you subscribe on iTunes and all that. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, Chris Frank Games and... <laughs> Get the music. I'll get the music going here. All right, so let's see if it's. Oh, there you go. All right, so for Frank White, my name is Chris Dots. We'll see you guys next week. World's greatest podcast, 2019. (laughs) Woo!